Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volumes 17 and 18 of Vinland Saga. Continuing with this merchant arc? Is that what we're calling it? I, I'm not entirely sure. Good question. But I'm very happy with this book. Uh, or Well, just the continuation of this arc in general with the characters from the previous book continuing with, you know, and especially Hild, who absolutely was, uh, I would say, the MVP of volume 17, like the first half of book nine here. Oh, yeah. That volume was basically her volume. Totally. But getting into the characters just right off the bat then, starting with Thorfinn as always, he totally understands Hill's desire to kill him. Like, mm -hmm. of course he does. He has been exactly in her shoes in his past. And I think one of the things kind of on that whole thing that I think I would assume is weighing him down a little bit extra is the idea that he is to her what Askelad was to him. So mm. he is somebody else's Askelad, like, essentially. I like that. Um, mm. And... Like, that's got to be really hard, at least if he has had, like, those types of thoughts, which I, which I can assume that he may have had. I would love for that to be brought up in the future. Like, yeah. he has a moment with Hill and says, I was just like you, and I, I now just became the man that I hated. Like, it's, it's right. ironic. That, that'd, be, that'd be a great way to maybe have a little more understanding between the two. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely, I, w I would enjoy that, too. And, and yeah, of course, he knows her anger and, he, and her hatred uh, mm -hmm. so well. Like he even suggested, you know, when, when he was on his knees in front of her after he had gotten shot, he suggested that he would, like, if she would let him go and he could just fulfill his mission, he would promise to come back and let her kill him later. Like, like even he, even like, on, I, I, I'm choosing to believe that he honestly would. Like, if she had allowed him to do that, yeah. then yeah, he would have come back a few years later and just allowed her to kill him. Um, and yeah, just because he totally understands how, how she's feeling about all of that. And I think another aspect to his, I guess, understanding is that he wants to atone for the sins of his past. And it feel, he feels like that indeed giving my life up in this way would, you know, atone in some way. Mm. Obviously it would not give back Hilt's family. So in the end it may not really give her the happiness that she wants, but he understands or he feels that he has no right really to uh, beg for his life or not be killed by her. However, he does ask that, or he does have the desire to keep living so that he can atone for his sins in a different way. Not mm. dying per se, but living so that he can replace life for the life that he took. Uh -huh. uh, which is something that obviously was established already, but... Um, him kind of bringing that forth to Hild, I think, uh, helped her make the decision in the end to to not kill him yet. Yeah. And I and I yeah I I like that and I like how his how much he values his life his life and his mission to keep living. Although, I guess um, <laughs> Einar took a bit of or, or disagrees a bit in how much uh, Thorfinn values his life. <laughs> yeah. For Arnhaid. <laughs> yeah, for Arnhaid. <laughs> uh, but in Hild's flashbacks, we got to see Thorfinn from back then. And mm -hmm. to me, that was one of the instances. There were a couple, and I'll probably point them out as we go. But this, th th that was one of the instances where 
we really got to see or like got the contrast to understand just how much Thorfinn has changed since then. The fact that we got mm. to see the old him in a fl- in, in that flashback there. Like because he was scary. Like damn, <laughs> like that he was really intimidating back then. Yeah. Like completely different from how he is obviously right now in this arc in general. I am the hunter and you are the hunted. Mm. Do you think like when he heard that line or if he ever or maybe he just ever thinks back if he can't remember he thinks back on that. Do you think he just kind of cringes? He's like, oh, I can't believe I said that. You know, that's kind of one of those moments where you look back on your own childhood. He's like, why did I say that? Yeah, why you're right. Why did I do that? It is definitely edgy. <laughs> and something that someone that that age would likely say, yeah. Right. And then as an adult or, or, or older, you'd be like, oh, gosh, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, he, he did get the words re repaid to him or reversed back to him mm. and i think that stung pretty bad yeah to not not only have those words spoken but also to actually well i think because he when when hill spoke those words to him I, i'm sure he also well he remembered that in that that situation clearer through those words and mm-hmm. that probably was pretty painful agreed but yeah he got severely injured by hild uh, there and uh, he needed three whole months to recover, so <laughs> that was a yeah. lot of a lot of time that just kind of, I guess, quote unquote, wasted. Although, I mean, I, I I guess we'll see. I mean, I will. He needed that time, so like, I'm I'm glad he didn't rush it. Right. He needed to actually recover in order to heal properly. But I wonder if maybe because that that's still three months. That's a pretty long time. Uh, for some developments to perhaps have happened, uh, maybe I don't know, and I wonder if maybe we'll get a good flashback to that time, perhaps at some point for some reason, or not. Like it's def- definitely not not a not a certainty, but I just wonder, just because it is still, as I said, like a decent like it's a decent amount of time there. I, I guess potentially, I d- I didn't really think about that, but uh, I'm on the assumption abs- uh, assumption that that's not going to come up again but maybe it could i don't know yeah um like one reason why i kind of think that it might not is because gudrid mentioned when they were at the market how she still doesn't really feel like she knows hild very well and Mm -hmm. um so with that in mind then maybe at least from hild's side there wasn't maybe a lot of interaction with the others yeah um so then maybe there isn't much to go back to see (laughs) to be fair Right. When Thorfinn went met Thorkel in yelling, he he was like, "I'll kill you, you huge bastard!" And yeah. <laughs> I thought that I mean, I I don't think he actually meant it, but I th- I right. still thought it was it was pretty neat to see him kind of act like his old self in front of this person <laughs> from his past, just because like that's how he acted in front of Thorkel the last time they met. So it, it, sort of. Yeah, it, it did kind of throw me back. It's like Thorfinn, like. <laughs> But, you know, I guess when you're dealing with a man like Thorkell, I mean, yeah. it, it, it brings the worst in you. It, <laughs> it brings out the worst in you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can't blame him. <laughs> but Thorkell says that Thorfinn's eyes look a lot more like Thor's now compared like to that. last mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I really like that, too. And, it, like, and that's another one of those instances that really shows Thorfinn's growth uh, comparing to, well, that first uh prologue arc to now yeah 
Einar mentions a few things about Thorfinn that I just want to bring up before we get a little farther into this part mm-hmm. of the discussion. Yeah. He says that reforming yourself is not, a easy, it's not as easy as you think, or at least something along those lines. Um, mm. You know, you, you try to change yourself, but your past keeps coming back right. and basically bringing you, bringing you back to the way you were, um, or at least trying to. Um, and it, we see throughout this uh, journey, or at least in, especially in this book, that his past is not something that he can run away from uh, as easily as he may have thought. I mean, Hild is an example of that, you know, yeah. uh, his past mistakes. But then just the whole Yams Vikings, and you know, they try to get him into their whole squabble. You know, it's just he just he can't run away from it, and it's so frustrating uh-huh. that this guy who just wants to change and just wants to be better or at least live live in different life uh, is brought back to his past so often especially right. now is it's frustrating it is yeah yeah it's hard and they and, and i guess that has to do basically with floki coming into the story because of thorkel mm, mm. and um reunite or not reuniting having him and uh thorfinn meet yeah, is basically where this really started to get going. This whole can't run away from your past. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It was interesting to like finally like at like what is that like eighteen volumes into the series mm-hmm. is when Thorfinn and Floki actually meet properly for the first time, but still Floki's involvement with Thor's death remains unknown to Thorfinn. Right. So that that's still kind of teasing us, I suppose. Although, I, I, by the way, as I mentioned about Thorkel seeing, like, in Thorfinn's eyes, uh, the same the same eyes as Thor's, mm-hmm. Floki saw that too. Uh, so that was also, I, th- I thought, a nice a nice reminder of, of Thorfinn's growth. Yeah. Thorfinn did fight those Jomsvikings that came after him. Like, sure, he didn't use the sword, and he probably didn't kill anyone, but he still, he did use violence against them mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of well i guess a loss in a in a way uh he had to resort to violence you know he looked like he blinded one of them like that was kind of kind of <laughs> harsh <laughs> uh what happened but, to taking the 100 punch in the face like, yeah <laughs> right uh but yeah that 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 was just like i mean i guess i had been anticipating this in some way but it's just sad to see it i guess regardless of when or how it happened. Right. And uh, Eskil, who was one of those two Jomsviking that that didn't, that, that, that weren't knocked down, uh, and who was supposedly working for Vangn, that's the, that other uh, mm-hmm. guy at the Jomsvikings, he said that Thorfinn has the blood of wolves and that thus he cannot live among the sheep forever. And, yeah. I mean, of course, I think he's wrong about that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm sure you do too. And I think the story may be trying to tell us, like pretty much right right after that, that Eskil wasn't right. Uh, in fact, uh, when that little girl comes up to Thorfinn and gives him the necklace, and because the girl, you know, she sees him as a good guy, like maybe even like a hero. Uh, mm-hmm. But then her mother just kind of pulls pulls the, her daughter back, and because her mother sees Thorfinn as a threat. Basically, what I get from that or like yeah that that part of that scene is that the adults view Thorfinn as a violent warrior because of the norms I guess that 
they are used to seeing in society. But the children view Thorfinn as a good guy who helps people because that's what they see. They see Thorfinn for what he is, like for what he really mm-hmm. is. What, yeah, the the blatant things that you actually see, the, his actions. Um, like the the children don't fear him because they, well, I guess they they haven't learned to instinctively fear anyone who fights. So they 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 can see the real Thorfinn kind of. Uh, at least that's how I choo- I'm choosing to interpret that part of that scene. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but uh, please share them if you do. I really liked how the child went and gave, uh, tried to give him the necklace. And I, I didn't think of it too much, but I think you make a brilliant point in that the kid sees him for, you know, maybe his true personality or doesn't, yeah. doesn't know because they are naive. They just react to what they see. Um, and to them, they just see someone who protected, but the parents know that, you know, what warriors are like. Right. Um, so they try to protect. And I think that's just his circumstances and being, well, you could even argue it's his, the consequences of his actions, like his, of his life right. up to that, up to that point. Mm. And I think, I forget the man's name who says the, the sheep's line. Uh, Eskil. Uh, Eskil. He even says that it may not be possible with these people uh, in the Baltic Sea. Right, so right. It, it may just be that the Baltic Sea, or at least whenever, if there's anybody that knows uh, Thorfinn as a warrior, it's just not possible. Uh, which means that Vinland is really the only place that he can he can go really mm. and and escape that. Right. Yeah. Definitely implied that. Yeah. Right. I obviously don't think that he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. I. I no. <laughs> I truly think that one can. We you know we're not defined by uh, a certain animal. You know, like uh-huh. we can we could change who we are. It's possible, and I think Thorfinn is definitely taking those steps to do so. Yeah. But. You know, it is frustrating that, at least in this area, he can't seem to escape it. Right, right. So, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how that interaction is going to affect him going forward. That's something I look forward to potentially seeing in the next book. And I also get the feeling he's going to keep that necklace uh, as maybe a reminder of these types of problems or so. Like, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. We'll see, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Anything more on Thorfinn? I think that's all I got. Cool, then let's move on to Hild. We may have touched on this a bit last time, but like the drama that Hild basically brings by just entering the story, uh, I think is really good, kind of just with obviously affecting Thorfinn the way she does by appearing there. And I imagine her whole role helps Thorfinn face his past in a new kind of way that he otherwise might not have been able to mm-hmm. to face his path and, and to uh, helps him grow from that in ways that he maybe wouldn't have been able to do if that hadn't happened. Yeah. I think Hild really brings an interesting side to the story. Mm. Uh, obviously, Gudrid was the, the woman. <laughs> like, she, you know, we finally got a female kind of main character in the story. Yeah. But Hild is different than a lot of the other characters uh, because she has this uh, very interesting character growth that mirrors, I guess, Thorfinn's own uh, growth and, and, and search for revenge and how they cha- or how he changed. But with Hild, it's, it's that she's an engineer um, and she has this brilliant, brilliant mind yeah. um, that really, yeah, you have like brilliant strategists and 
word <laughs> spokesmen and whatnot. But with, with Hill, that's, she has a brilliant mind and is able to overcome uh, or find solutions to problems uh, in her own lives. And then also wow. just the whole hunting aspect to it as well. It just makes her a very unique and original character uh, within the story. And plus, she's also a woman. So it's, it's great to have another, another female uh, playing a big role. For sure. I also love the, just the fact that a character is introduced who has this strong drive to innovate and, and who has, well, who has the intelligence to pull all those, those types of things off. Uh, I love yeah. the fact that a character like that is introduced because, at least from my understanding about Scandinavia back in the Viking Age, obviously the climate was really harsh and, uh, you know, with those weather conditions and stuff that, that existed here back then. I mean, it's, I mean, this is still considered a relatively cold part of the world, but back then I think it was worse as far as I've understood it. And with all of that, it makes it hard, it makes it harder for, for the people living in that area to like develop their culture and like make technological advancements and stuff like that, because you need to spend more time on surviving than Mm. you can spend time on, I guess, developing. Um, that that's just how it works with those sorts of things, but despite that, the Vikings were still, you know, well, evidently quite successful in a lot of areas. Um, and I just think it's so cool to kind of represent that through her, because uh, like one one kind of I guess technological ish thing uh, from the Viking Age that I still think of as like a really clever and uh, cool innovation is well the Viking ships, which. Mm. were you know you could still sail around at the seas with them uh just like you know other ships but they were thin enough so that they could fit into narrow rivers and actually get pretty far inland into like continents and into islands and stuff like that which other ships couldn't really do like that that is a a type of innovation that the vikings came up with for example and i I just think it's, it's cool to have a character who sort of represents that side of viking society Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that ingenuity and just resolve to do whatever it takes is really charming and and endearing for a character Mm. like that. I love the crossbow that she built for herself. Yeah, so cool. Um, You know, taking into uh, account so many different factors and really just making an an improvement on uh, on 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 the crossbow in general. Yeah. So it's it's really awesome and just kind of bad, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, so cool. <laughs> I also love, like, at the beginning of the book, really, when, you know, even though she really wanted to kill Thorfinn, she mm-hmm. never wanted to harm any of the others. Like, she she threatened them, sure, but but she never actually wanted to harm any of the others. Uh, she threatened them, obviously, with a poison, which was all just a bluff, and she threatened to, to shoot them at a couple times, but she never did any of that. Uh, she was only after Thorfinn out of revenge, which, you know, I can buy that. <laughs> but but the others, she, you know, it, it, it showed that she was a good person. She didn't, you know, she had no gripe with them, so she wouldn't hurt them. Yep. But yeah, I guess back on her backstory, it was so, like, her relationship with her with her dad was super sweet and like just oh, so wholesome just how supportive he was of her even though she was right? clearly you know different from other girls and just to see that bond that they had was oh so powerful and obviously that made it hurt so much more when <laughs> he eventually died i mean we knew he would 
But yeah. shit, oh gosh, I cried so much. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially oh well, it was it was sad and like the whole thing kind of leading up to it because you you knew Doom was kind of just around the corner mm-hmm. and then everything happened and that was sad in and of itself, of course. But I think what got me the most was when Hild was about to deliver the the killing blow on Thorfinn, but she shoots up into the air instead. And you yeah. see, like, that panel of her dad and her master just kind of next to her. Oh, my God. Uh, and, yeah, just because she, well, remembered their words about forgiveness and about not holding on to anger. Right. And that, oh, gosh, it's just so good. I'm actually tearing up a little bit just thinking about this and <laughs> recalling these scenes. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, they're very emotional, very powerful. Now I didn't cry, which it makes me feel bad that I didn't cry because I wish I I wish I would have. <laughs> uh, but it it was very emotional and a powerful scene, and I and I too like the part where she shoots up in the air and it basically imagines her father and master right behind right right behind her. Yeah. The whole message of forgiveness is something that she's gonna be learning as she goes. I I, I feel, mm. um, but not just forgiving Thorfinn. I, I think there's some forgiving of herself that needs to happen. Now, obviously, the whole whole circumstance and what happened was not her fault, but there is this feeling that she has inside that she mentions that she was too weak at the time, um, and she feels guilty about that. Mm. Um, which I think, with some ther- therapy, would really would you know would really help her out, and I think she'd right. be able to understand that um, that's not something that is your fault. Um, so you need to forgive yourself. Mm. But, uh, you know, perhaps her friendship with uh, Thorfinn and, and this group will lead her to forgiveness in various ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in some sense it will, like, some way or another. Because, yeah, just the fact that she hasn't forgiven Thorfinn yet, she is still angry. Right. But she is still giving Thorfinn a chance to repent. Yeah, like I love that resolution to that whole part because it, like, it's hopeful in some ways, but it's far from ideal, and I think that makes it realistic. And I'm just so excited to see kind of how that dynamic between her and Thorfinn is going to develop. Absolutely. Hey man, they're alone on an island. Well, they're not alone, I guess. There's other guys, <laughs> but it's just them two in their party. You know, mm. like some some good. Uh, relationship building could be happening but uh go, just real quick going going back to her flashback yeah uh why did they want to kill uh her harafnakal haraf her dad yeah however that's her dad yeah that's a, that, was, that was a rough name uh i mean i i don't think we have any way to really know uh somebody hired askulad's crew to do it like right for, some, for whatever reason mm. so i guess the reason why i asked that is there any sort of story relevance to that at all uh, mm. uh, because i think even floki's name was dropped by hilt's dad at one point and obviously thorfinn's like i don't know i just get paid man that's right and uh it just maybe it just made me think that maybe that could be a plot point that's brought up later for some reason although they're in the territory of norway and aside from that point in the story uh norway doesn't seem to really have much of a part in the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, so maybe it is just nothing and just just another uh, job that Askeladd's group 
was given, which is fine. I don't necessarily need it to be, but it would be interesting if that did come up later on and, you know, mm. give a little more uh, backstory to it all. For sure. Yeah, actually, I hadn't really thought of it that, that way because although, I mean, I, 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 li I like it now that you bring it up. Since we have been talking about, obviously, from Thorfinn's perspective, how, sure, Askeladd was the one who killed his father, but he was hired by Floki. And mm -hmm. here was kind of a similar thing where Thorfinn killed Hill's father, but ah. that, that, that crew was hired by somebody. And so that somebody should be someone that Hild might have a gripe with. But ah. maybe she doesn't know. Cool. Similar to mm. Thorfinn, she doesn't know, perhaps, that the, like there was a hiring kind of thing going on. Gosh, what if it's all Floki? I had that thought just now too, actually. So that and that that obviously would bring them together, kind of unite against the common enemy. Dang. Although well, we have no enemies and all that, I guess. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's why. That's why this whole Floki thing is going to be fascinating. How uh -huh. I mean, and potentially both of them, not not just Thorfinn, but how Hild also acknowledges that. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be very interesting. For sure, yeah, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> if 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 Floki was indeed the one to um, hire them to do so, right? It, yeah, you have no, I have no idea why. Like it yeah. seems like some uh, random carpenter. Uh, I mean, he seemed to st like my impression was that he was sort of like some kind of at least leader of that little village, perhaps. Or or not maybe just, not just that, but some respectable person in Norway because he seemed like True. at least to. to know the king pretty of norway pretty well and and almost like because he says like how dare you come to the king of norway's territory and so you must he must have some connections with him and, mm. and maybe it was just being the 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 lord of, or maybe not lord but the the chief of that area but either way i think he must have been someone that um was had some renown to his name right yeah yeah some somehow anything else on hild uh, yeah, a few things. Uh, shout out to her master, her hunting master. I think yeah. that oh. that guy was awesome. So sweet. Oh my yeah. god. I just, I just want to hug hug him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he I, he he would probably not hug me back, but I, I would still hug him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But I, I think his the lessons that he teach Hild uh, were profound, and then um, mm. how he how he dies was shocking. I guess it it gave more character growth. Or development, I should say, for Hild. Yeah, I mean, I th I was actually kind of impressed, or I, I thought it was interesting the fact that he essentially called out his own death only moments before it happened. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yep, it's time." <laughs> yeah, because I thought it kind of it showed how well he knew himself, True. like, and his own capabilities, as well as how well he knew the nature surrounding him. Mm -hmm. uh, like he he was uh, well, he was prepared, and he he kind of was like, yeah, this is likely to happen any moment now because I'm getting older and there's a lot of strong bears in the woods, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that just proved proved his capabilities even more in, in, in some way, you know. Agreed. I, I love the detail when she is reloading her crossbow. It is... Yukimura just goes above and beyond in that yeah. arc for that. Just, mm. oh my gosh. It's so intricate. And the panels, it it almost feels like it's it's an um, anim, uh, animatic. Anim, is that the word? Yeah, yeah, Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 So, I you know, I bet the animators, if they ever get to this point, it's like, sweet, it's basically all done for us. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
It's great. It's so detailed. Yeah, it's awesome. So cool. Thorfinn's life is hers to kill. Right. Mm. So still hasn't forgiven him. Will she forgive him? I mean, you know, there's a few ways this could go. And maybe I should save this for predictions. But I guess I'll just say that I think there's a possibility that she won't truly all the way forgive him, but will accept his atonement. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, right. I guess there's a difference between you uh, forgiving and then um, forgetting. So mm. maybe maybe she, I don't know, like which is which is better to forget or forgive? Like that is that uh. is a uh, maybe a profound question for another time. But still, as uh, Hild is an interesting character, and I don't know exactly which way she will go. Although I have hope that it will not be in a more tragic route. It'll be more in a a growth and becoming friends with the whole group better. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, there's going to be development. There has to be. Yeah. Her dad was a Christian and believed strongly in the idea of forgiveness. Mm. So I wouldn't put it past her to ad- adapt that kind of philosophy herself and actually mm-hmm. straight up forgive him. But I also see your point in that. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is something that's incredibly hard to actually completely forgive somebody for. So, yeah, whatever happens, I'm I'm excited to see exactly how it's going to go about. Indeed, and that's all I have on Hild. Cool, then let's move on to Gudrid next. So, while Einar, at the beginning of the book here, with that initial, well, conflict with Hild, when they were all, like, after they had eaten, and, well, yeah, basically right where the book picks off, or, or starts off, Einar mm-hmm. tried to kind of solve that problem by not only trying to have Hild pinned down, but also risking his, his own life. But Gudrid wanted to try to solve it by talking it out right there. Mm. Uh, something that didn't really work out right then, obviously. But uh, it's what Thorfinn, obviously, that, that, that was his first resort when he was alone with Hild in the forest at the beginning before the action over there started. And I just thought, thought it was nice to see how Gudrid, like, Gudrid's go-to method was also to talk about it. Similar to yeah. Thor- to Thorfinn's first resort, so I think it's nice to see that similarity in in the two of them. Indeed, yeah, they uh, they have a lot of similarities in, well, I guess uh, some some parallels. I think that Gudrid and Hild kind of represent the two sides of Thorfinn, where Gudrid is the side that has become more uh, more of a pacifist who wants to talk first, um, mm. talk things out. And then Hild is the side that, you know, sought after revenge and um, wanted to uh, avenge his, his family, his father. And so th- these two characters kind of represent those sides of him. Um, <laughs> and then just speaking romantically, I don't know, like, which would be better for Thorfinn to... <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't care. Well, or it, it, he's not um, bold enough to even think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's not on the forefront of his mind at all. But yeah. for me, the reader, thinking about how is this going to shape out? Right, right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, previous book, I would have said Gudrid, but Hild had just come in. But after, and and I think in our previous discussion, I even said, wouldn't it be weird if she ended up, if Hild ended up being the love interest, uh, when Thorfinn was the one to kill 
her oh, yeah. family. Well, uh, well, her right. dad. Right, right. I mean, that that still is weird, but <laughs> having this hillside of forgiveness, or, you know, potentially being a plot point. What is the ultimate forgiveness except you know becoming a lover to the to your father's killer? Like, that is, I, see, I say that aloud, and it's like, yeah, that sounds a lot worse than it did in my head. Uh, okay. And so I, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it it would be an interesting uh, development, and so, and especially since they kind of have a lot to gain from. Uh, more interaction with each other at this point. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm not saying that it is an impossibility. However, this is a Gudrid, Gudrid part. And so I bring this up because Gudrid is the, the side of Thorfinn that he wants to embrace at this point. He wants to, you know, use the first resort, you know, talking it out, right. You know, shun, the, shun the violence. And, and I guess you kind of, uh, raise life, raise life instead of take life, mm. and so that's another that's another thing that both him and Gudrun share is that they're basically the parents to uh, the baby. Um, what is his name? Carly. A uh, Carly. Yeah. So yeah, like and so in a lot of ways, uh, Gudrid and, and Thorfinn would make a good pair, but then, like I said, I, there's also the the hilled aspect. But anyway, what what are your thoughts on my rambling? Just. <laughs> Um, well, I thought it was a lot of fun to listen to. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. You're so fun to, you're so fun to talk to, James. Anyway. No, but I, uh, well, the thing is, I have historical spoilers in my head. Ah. So I can't necessarily I chime in 100%. Uh-huh. However, Gudrid expressed how irritated she, well, yeah, how irritated she gets by the way, Thorfinn tries to do everything by himself. Right. And when Einar asks her, you know, if she really wants to help Thorfinn that badly, she blushes a lot. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't answer the question, and she got very defensive. Right. I think it's relatively safe to say that Gudrid is at least develop, starting to develop some kinds of feelings for Thorfinn. Absolutely. I agree. Like, they're... <laughs> That she's definitely taken an interest in him. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I was just saying, you know, which way is Thorfinn going to go? So I guess right. that could have been saved to her Thorfinn's discussion, or should have uh. been said in Thorfinn's discussion. But, you know, I felt like um, it was a good time to bring up Gudrid because of that mm. scene with Einar and her saying how frustrated she was that, you know, <laughs> Thorfinn was trying to do everything by himself. And maybe a little frustrated that Hild was the one that was helping out Thorfinn and she couldn't do anything really at right. that point, or at least not be mm. as useful. I could, yeah, I could see that being part of it there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but as you also said earlier, yeah, Thorfinn himself hasn't really given any indication to having feelings for, well, anyone specifically at this point. Anyone, yeah. Um, Except for his brother in arms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Brother. That that bromance is going strong. We must get to Vinland, brother. <laughs> for Arnhaid. <laughs> For on hate, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and also as you you brought up how the two of them, or well, yeah, Gudrid and Thorfinn, how sweet both of them are with Carly. Like they really have become yeah, right. 
Carly's new parents at this point. Yeah. Uh, like those yeah. two of them specifically. And like both of them were glad to still have Carly around. Both of them, like obviously Gudrid had grown so attached to Carly that she could she, <laughs> she couldn't bear leaving him back, you know, in Norway with that family. She actually went to fetch him and brought him back on the ship, which I thought was really mm-hmm. sweet, first of all. But, I know. But also also to to actually learn shortly after that Thorfinn was also very happy to have Carly around. Mm. So yeah, they both. They, yeah, those two specifically really have become the new parents to Carly, and um, yeah. Well, that obviously doesn't need to necessarily mean that the two of them need to like each other in a no, romantic way. Not at all. But mm-hmm. yeah, there have been a little bit of hints, at least for Gudrid liking Thorfinn. Yeah. So I agree. That's there's a possibility, I suppose, over there in that in that uh, field. <laughs> yeah, I think the the possibilities in, in terms of her having feelings for him, like that's it's definitely, you know, Gudrid sides winning. <laughs> but in terms of like more character growth and interactions, it does feel like Hild's side just has a little more going for it. So I'm hoping in the next few books, um because personally I, I would like to see the Gudrid and, and Thorfinn kind of go forward a little a little further. I want to hmm. see more interactions between them because they get little snippets, maybe not so much in this one. A little bit, but um, in the previous book, it was only like little scenes here and there. I, I want, I want more. Please mm. give me more. That's understandable for sure. I mean, I want more too, definitely. Yeah. I think the last book gave us some really good stuff, um, but yeah. obviously this one, well, especially the first half of this book, being volume seventeen, obviously focused a lot on on Hild. So, I think Absolutely. we have Hild's whole. Well, her character is more fresh in our minds, I think, because we've just read this mm. book. Meanwhile, you know, the previous book eight had uh, basically just the same amount of focus on on Gudrid. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, is, is it book book eight one love one love rival? Book nine the other love. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not really like that. Um, yeah. Going back real quick to Carly and. And Gudrid, I think mm. that Gudrid shows that I feel like she would make a really great mom. Oh yes. Um, mm. But obviously, but I'm not saying that she should be home and you know, doing the, the, taking care of the home. Or you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that. She's clearly capable of taking care of, of <laughs> yeah. uh, this kid on, on the, a boat. On the like, boat. <laughs> so so yeah, no need to stay at home. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, just just get a boat and live live on a yacht. Like it should be fine. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, that that whole thing is sweet and mm. yeah, really love it. Absolutely. Another thing I thought was well, that that got me a little bit emotional. I I thought it was like just nice, nice words. Were uh, back to more more the beginning of or at least the first half of this book when uh, they ran after Thorfinn and Hild into the forest. Gudrun and Einar uh, both made some really strong points to. Well, to save Thorfinn, to try to save Thorfinn. Right, right. Like, both of their speeches, I guess, quote-unquote, were really, in my opinion, really strong and, and got me emotionally. Yeah, she she defends him pretty strongly. Yeah. And even brings up the fact that he is Carly's far, uh, father, more or less. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, she describes how she's never seen a man ever take care of a child like that. Yeah. Which, yeah, that that's good. Uh, anything else on Gudrid? That's all I got. Cool, me too. Then moving on to Einar. 
you remember how you mentioned that Thorfinn was uh, relating to uh, Hild in a way, and I to- totally agree with that as well. Mm. But I felt like Einar was doing that maybe even more. Like I think he was literally mm. saying, like, I understand how she feels. Right, yes, yes. Uh, mm. So I-, I like that he's able to compare her rage and his own rage at Kettle and um, just kind of sympathize in that way, even if it was just to himself. I would really love if he was able to express that to her yeah, um, right. and, tell, and tell her in a different way or a better way uh, about this is the road I was about to head towards, but Thorfinn helped put me on the correct path. Mm. Um, I think that'd be a really great moment for them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that obviously like that's the, my, that's, that's my other idea. If it's not like a Thorfinn Hild kind of situation, <laughs> then maybe it could be a Einar Hild thing, but uh. obviously there's, there's nothing at all there. And, and who's to say Hild or Einar need anybody, but right. it's just, you know, thinking about friendships and relationships and, and who would go well together mm. it's it's kind of, kind of thing but yeah yeah that's but, fair that's fair it's, it's it's fun to ship like it's, i don't i don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong to ship <laughs> i guess i guess my thing with shipping is not so much that i want them to get together it's more so that i'm trying to predict mm. where yukimura is going to go with it you know what i mean that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's more like predicting versus you know oh my gosh i love these please kiss kind of thing. <laughs> yes kind of thing i understand that yeah his face when he scolds Thorfinn for giving up on his life or, you know, accusing him, like that face is is, is so much shading and that mm. frown, that scold, it's like, that's disappointment right there. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, I'm disappointed in you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't leave me. You are not allowed to die. Right. So good. I really liked how Einar, but also Gudrun and Leif as well, uh, they all had faith in Hild, like that she wouldn't actually poison or hurt them. Uh, yeah. And that's why, you know, when they went after them in the forest after that. But I felt like it was strongest in Einar. Like, he was the one who, I think, first spoke out loud or at least gave off those vibes the strongest as to just believing in in um, in Hild, that, that she was a good person. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. And then we also saw, you know, in that, in that part... We saw Einar put his life on the line three times for Thorfinn. Yeah. Which was also pretty pretty good. And I feel like, well, obviously, since he, he cared more, I would say, about Arnheid, mm-hmm. I think the whole, the whole idea of Vinland became stronger to him because of Arnheid's death. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, obviously, I think it... His his bond with Thorfinn is strong in and of itself, but I think it it is strengthened even further by Einar's belief and desire to to create this land of peace in Vinland for Arnheid, and so it's nice to see that he puts in all that effort and like he his actions really show how much he cares for that he how he 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 needs to keep his brother Thorfinn alive and. All of that. I mean, yeah, it's just on top of the already strong bond that exists between the two of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anything more on him? Uh, no, no. Right, then uh, how about we talk about Leif Erikson next? Okay. So uh, this is another one where I think uh, a Leif Hild type of uh, ship would go really well together. I'm, 
I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> yeah, joking. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Your shipping is going too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Nice. No, well, uh, <laughs> he is training Thorfinn, Gudrid, and Einar to become merchants, or at least a bit. Uh, sadly, that they, they, they were a bit sidetracked, sadly, pretty shortly after yeah. that they started, but that is something I still hope to see them return to. I, I, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that they will, uh, but I'm excited to see more of that like continuing through this arc, because at least the way I'm sort of anticipating the course of the story to go is like we had... The first arc was like the warrior arc. Then we had a slave arc, and now we presumably maybe-ish in a merchant slash trader arc. Mm-hmm. And then followed by that, perhaps that would be the explorer arc, where where they reach Vinland potentially. Obviously, that this is just me speculating, but I I think it it kind of represents the, the those four things kind of represent some of the major lifestyles, quote unquote, of the Viking Age. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, slavery is a very sad lifestyle, but um, the other three, warrior, merchants, and explorers, are essentially the three things that the Vikings are the most famous for, at least in these days. So I think it's cool to have those, well, professions yeah. kind of represented through through the major arcs of the story, if that is the case here. That is a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely hope to see more merchant... Mer- merchanting, merchandising. Uh, I-, I hope to see more of that uh, later in this arc. Although we are at a uh, kind of chapter series now called War in the Baltic, so it seems to be maybe more of a war-focused arc, maybe? Or, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how long this is, like, because th- th- this might continue. There might, because War in the Baltic Part 5 was the most recent chapter, and there might, like, I don't know if that's going to continue into the next book or not. I guess we'll see. I yeah. think I have a feeling it might, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. Well, you know, and they're still separated. Well, they being Leif and, and the crew are separated from Thorfinn and Hild. So, yeah. you know, there is that kind of time passing before they can regroup. So, how you know, how many chapters is that going to be? Right. And what kind of focuses those chapters are going to have? Precisely. I imagine it's still going to be the Baltic Sea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm also a little bit like kind of just stumped as to why it's already called War in the Baltic. I mean, yeah, we know that Sigurd was there when he was enslaved, but mm-hmm. they're in Denmark right now, which I don't consider Denmark the Baltic Sea. The Baltic Sea to me is like the waters south and east of Sweden. Hmm. But Denmark itself shouldn't or, I mean, I maybe I Maybe I don't really understand the Baltic Sea's uh, borders <laughs> exactly, but uh, to my knowledge, Denmark itself isn't really part of the Baltic. So I'm assuming they're going to move eastward into the Baltic Sea, and that, oh, okay. that's uh, probably this this quote unquote chapter series is going to continue into that. Is my thinking? Is Jomsburg not in the Baltic Sea? Uh, Jomsburg, I think, is on the coast of the Baltic Sea. I think I think Jom or wait. I think Jomsborg is like in northern Germany, isn't it? Or something like that? Yeah. Or like southern Denmark or whatever, wherever the borders go. Um, so that might be like the very edge of the Baltic Sea, to be fair. But now they've been in Yelling most recently. Uh, right. Which is like in Denmark completely, I would say. But I guess they are moving into the Baltic Sea. So I guess that's where they're headed. Maybe I'll look it up to see you know, what are the borders of the Baltic Sea, just out of curiosity. Fair. Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh 
and to be fair, they would, at least according to the map that we had, I think it was the previous book, about the planned out route to Miklagard, they would have to be passing through the Baltic Sea to get uh, into the rivers th and go through Europe. Like, before they go into the European continent through the rivers, they would basically cross the Baltic Sea, the, the first, the, like, the, the last thing before that. So... The Baltic Sea is an arm of the Atlantic Ocean enclosed by Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Germany, Latvia, etc., etc., et Right. Sweden. So, to me, it seems like everything west, of, or not west, east of, east of Denmark right. is considered the Baltic Sea. Precisely. So, Denmark itself isn't in the Baltic Sea, I wouldn't say. But once you leave Denmark eastward, you get into the Baltic Sea, I suppose. Well, I don't really see the issue because, obviously... Jomsborg or Jomsborg we've established is in the Baltic Sea. So the war is between the Joms Vikings and mm. so that that conflict is is basically uh the the source of these these chapters of this is you know segment. Yeah. Um and as soon as they get into the the waters of Denmark like you know to the to the east which is I believe where they start their journey yeah yeah uh, that's fair when they're running away they're in the wa they're in the baltic sea yeah yeah i, I guess it's fine <laughs> maybe maybe i just felt like they started calling the chapters war in the baltic a little early but i mean it's <laughs> it's fair good enough. it's good it's all good <laughs> but i guess you know gotta have a prelude you know <laughs> true true I, yeah i guess thematically it's like that like it's kind of leading into that so it does yeah. make sense but anyway, <laughs> I only had one thing on Leif, mm. uh, and it's really just really a quote. He said, "In order to speak to the sincerity that lies beyond anger, one can only bear one's own sincerity first. Yes, uh, it, it, Leif's got a lot of little nuggets like that that are really yeah, nice. I like that too. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. But I think that's it on him. Yeah. So let's talk about Bugeyes next." He was so afraid of dying from, like, that supposed poison that he actually started feeling sick for real. <laughs> I thought that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> the placebo effect in action. Yeah, yeah, right. To absolutely. And, and I think this book made us understand even, like, like very clearly, like, more so than before, I think, uh, just how much Bug Eyes values his own life and wants to survive no matter the cost. And I, you know, yeah. it's just fair. Like, it's fair to want to live. But it makes me wonder why he doesn't spend his life doing something less dangerous than traveling across the world. <laughs> you know? I, I guess he's just indebted because he was a slave. That's that, true. That is true. Yeah, the leaf. But, but, uh, <laughs> like his, I like his line... I am precious in the eyes of me. Like, <laughs> that's good. Self, uh, self love. Yeah, I mean it's good. That's good. It's good to love yourself. You should. You should love yourself. Maybe he goes a bit overboard, but <laughs> <laughs> he—he's just hilarious. Thorfinn too. He's hilarious. Like, yes. I love. I, well, I, I can't say I like love what he brings to the group. Like I could, I could really like give or take. But I think it. You know, he has a lot of funny moments, and it's. Um, it's nice. It's a nice addition. Yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> I really like when they're in yelling in the market and he's basically lining every, every, uh, everyone for roll call. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, one, two, three, four. I, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I one, two, three. Really funny moment. Boo, woof. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog is there too. Uh, oh my God, Carly is so fucking cute. 
Uh, yeah. So adorable. Adorable baby. Uh, Learning how to walk. Yeah. Or at least stand up. Right. <laughs> so cute. Next character. Yeah. Thorkel. He's back. Woo! And he's suffering from battle withdrawal. <laughs> Poor guy. Kills a bear. He does like, kill a bear. I mean, we've seen him kill a horse, or at least punch out a horse. Like, knock out a horse. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, horses are strong, very muscular animals. <laughs> but a bear, a bear. Yeah, maybe a bear, bear is different. <laughs> those things are just pure muscle. Like, even in the previous book, like, they showed the the skinning of a bear, and they're like, wow, it looks so human. Look at all, And you see all the muscles mm, on the True, bear. that, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, any sort of medium where they show a human killing a bear like hand-to-hand combat <laughs> i especially as of late i'm just been like i don't believe it I, I don't care what kind of fantasy we're in i don't believe it like it uh like and he freaks and just breaks its spot no no i don't care who thorkel is i know he's the strongest man alive <laughs> there's no way he's being a bear he's tall no <laughs> he's tall oh yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> He yeah, is no... he is historically known as Thorkel the Tall. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. A bear, and a bear would take him out in 10 seconds flat. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like I don't know. But but it was pretty it was pretty uh, awesome. Well, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't great that he killed the, the poor thing, but uh still it was it was a uh very what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Bad A moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good word for it. But uh, Floki brings him back back to Jomsborg, where Thorkel declares that Thorfinn has the most like is the most worthy person to lead Joms, the Joms Vikings, <laughs> and I mean that was a fun fun incident. We we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but uh, just fun how someone would actually point that out, and in front of like everyone, <laughs> that that Thorfinn is the one most worthy of taking over that leadership <laughs> he's just being uh, a good uncle <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> he is <laughs> no but really though it's it, he just do, he's just really doing it so that he can entice the flames of war even further you know oh, yeah. like he mm. yeah he wants it, to stir mm. stir some some stir some trouble <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, he he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. I I I really hope I still I'm keeping a faith that Thorfinn eventually is going to be able to well quote unquote help Thorkel see a somewhat of a more pacifistic path. Yeah, I hope so. And like I think you brought up the idea of him of Thorkel actually joining Thorfinn in Vinland eventually, and I think that would that would still, be awesome. Still, I think that would be yeah, definitely very awesome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely keeping my hopes up for that. Indeed. So, moving on to Floki next. He was very startled when he learned just who Thorfinn <laughs> was. And, you know, for a good reason, I think. <laughs> good reason to be startled at that. Uh, but, yeah, I can't. I still can't wait, like, for that truth to come out. Like, however that's going to happen, whenever that's going to happen, it's going to be exciting. Scheming little weasel, I, I just, mm-hmm. dice head over there. You know, it's yes, dice head. I love that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I really think that he killed Thor's one because he had definitely had a um, a dislike for the man because of his his eyes, you know, just the, the person right. he was. Uh-huh. But two for the fact that he wanted to have a connection to the chieftain, you know, the, the throne, you know, have his, I guess it was some sort of connection because now his grandson is in line to take that spot. Yeah. And so I, I definitely think that if, uh, or at least his fear was uh, with Thor still alive, that he could potentially come and just take it if he ever wanted to. Exactly. Yeah, he was afraid of of his authority that he w- could potentially have if he returned. Yeah, I definitely agree. But he talks Thorfinn about about that whole Yom's Vikings uh, situation that there's without a leader at the moment, and mm-hmm. about this other officer called Vang that I think I probably mentioned. Oh yeah, I mentioned Vang's. Uh, well, the the the, the two guys Mind. working for Vang. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and yeah, that this guy named Vang is uh, trying to take that spot. And he wants Thorkel to help prevent Vang from, from seizing that power. And, well, I guess if we have more on Vang, I guess we can talk about him here. But, well, because I, I, I just was curious, kind of, about, well, who this Vang really is. Because the guys mm. that we meet at the end of the book, the, the, those two... Uh, Yom's Vikings, they they explain that Vang opposes Floki, and you know, mm-hmm. and I think, or at least the, initially, when I just read that the first time I read through this book, I got the vibes that Vang that like that that might mean that Vang is a pretty good fellow. But then I thought some more about it, and honestly, at this point, I'm a little bit cautious, kind of, because I feel like Vang is still a person who seeks power, can regardless of his reasons. True, and I fear that there's a possibility he might be just as bad as Floki, just in a different way, maybe. Uh, uh, obviously, that's just a hunch, but I really hope to see him in the next book um, just to, I guess, find out who the hell he is. That's a good hunch. I honestly was going into this, was like, oh, he's going to be a good guy. <laughs> that's fair. You know, he wants to take down the evil Floki. <laughs> and uh, I, I was really optimistic, but mm. hearing you say that you're right, I mean, the man is still pillaging and doing all sorts of Viking stuff. Anyway, Supposedly, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. According to at Floki, least according to Floki, yeah, which, like, you know, it's possible how Floki far is can lying, you believe him? But mm, mm. <laughs> I think we basically just at the same thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. So that that's that's one of the reasons why, and besides his men, basically, I guess helping Thorfinn in the end. Um, I thought that maybe Vaughn could be uh, at least a, a a decent guy. But knowing this world that the Viking world, like, I guess it wouldn't surprise if he is a bit of a scumbag in yeah. some some way. Like just a different evil, like maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. Obviously, just just a, an idea, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely wary. <laughs> Can he be worse than Floki, or just the same as Floki? I mean, I could. I honestly, I could see. I could see anything. <laughs> I mean, because we don't know anything, really. Yeah, we don't uh, know anything. You're right. So, I just, I just don't yeah. think there could be anybody worse than Floki hmm. for the for the sake of the story right now. Okay. Um, because it it does seem that Floki is doing everything and anything to 
make things go his way. Um, and that puts him on a pretty evil pedestal. <laughs> like mm. it would be kind of hard to beat. Uh, and I'm not saying that Thorfinn's going to help Vaughn. Um, and he may be forced to do so. And maybe that's where the not so decent guy comes in. Right. Um, but I do think that of the two, I, I feel like Vaughn is going to be the lesser of the two evils. If, if Vaughn is evil. Right. You know I mean? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I'm just really unsure. Right. Like I, I don't think I can really say whether he's going to be a lesser evil or a greater evil or an equal evil. Right. I mean, it's like... just me guessing. Yeah. <laughs> but that and is just, yeah. You know, just, just to say something, I'm going to say an equal evil. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, super stoked to see that character, hopefully, in the next book. Anything more on, well, him or on Floki? He's a coward. Oh, yeah. He always was. He always was. In that flashback with Thor's, like, he was, Thor's basically stared him down. It's like, but, you know, you're the commander. Shouldn't you be with your men he's like oh it's all strategic and uh like politics and shit (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, and uh yeah so he's super coward and as we've seen cowards in this story Mm. uh they do everything they can um to not fight themselves but make you know everyone else fight and floki being the scheming guy he is he obviously is going to make everyone else do it and and try to make sure there's no loose ends and whatnot Uh uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bad. Yeah, and yeah, that's all. I, that's all I have. Cool. Then moving on to Sigurd. He and his crew were sailing around, uh-huh. searching for for Gudrid for three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not understanding that they were just had stayed in uh, Norway for for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh my god. He, honestly, his entire role in this book was just a joke. Honestly, oh, there was that really bit, was. and then getting caught, captured as slaves, followed by oh being seen gosh. by Gudrid on the market. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that made me laugh so much. And when he made that face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and he even he even got all of his crewmates to do like, yes. dumb faces too. Yes. <laughs> it killed me. Oh gosh. Oh. I mean, it's pretty. It's like Monty Python and the whole, you know, just a Monty Python story, you know, just. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the the parody. It's <sighs> just so funny. It's so funny. Oh my gosh! Only just to hope to not be recognized. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I can understand it. Like, like if you have nothing, like you're you're stuck there, like you're tied and you can't move, you can't do anything. And you don't want to be recognized. What do you do except for, I guess, make a super silly face expression? Uh, yeah. What do you do? Uh, but yeah, I, I laughed so loud at that. Oh my god! Both times I read through it, I laughed like just so hard. <laughs> it's you know, I was it was kind of sad that we didn't get like to see them, talk to them, and inter- interact with them. Yeah. Um, like I wonder what would have happened, but obviously. Uh, Yukimura had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now at least. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get more on them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're either. Story. I just, mm. yeah, just right now. It's, you know, the story wins elsewhere. But th- they'll be back. I'm sure they'll be in the next. Well, I think they'll be in the next book. I, don't I hope know. so. I, I don't know. I hope so. I mean, at least I feel like they should be back at some point. Like he's not done. Sigurd is not done. 
I do wonder how they get out of this whole how the slave trade thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna be exciting to see. Well, actually, do you have anything more on Sigurd or any other characters? Because otherwise, we could move into predictions. Uh, just, just <laughs> the lines from his men: "We're being sold off. We really are goods." <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's the positivity. You know, just think on the those guys. Yeah, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Speaking of Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's all I have. Cool. Then, yeah, prediction stuff. And I guess since we were just talking about Sigurd, well, I guess we sort of touched on it. But, yeah, just whatever's going to happen there. Because at this point, you know, Thorfinn and everyone there, they, they've already left yelling. Yeah. So I'm just assuming they're going to have to deal with that whole thing by themselves. Somehow. Whatever that's going to lead to. Because I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Sigurd has so much promise as a character. I think there's a lot of like room for him to grow and kind of come to terms with, well, life and himself and just how mm-hmm. to be a how to be a a man or a, you know. I I think he will be back. Just the 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 fact that the others like the main cast have already left that area, it kind of only makes it or like the only thing I can imagine right now is that he he and his crew are gonna have to find a way out by themselves somehow. Mm-hmm. Get some lessons from Olmar and becoming a man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because I, I I saw similarities with Olmar and and Sigurd, with both of them having these ultimately dreadful fathers, but them themselves having great promise. I mean, we saw it actually happen with Olmar, and I think it's there's a good chance that we could see something similar, perhaps with Sigurd. Yeah, I agree. Especially just because his his uh, crew member, like his his men, uh, all seem to like him for not the right. not the scary type leader that he's trying to be, but for just the person that he is. So I think there is good in him. It'd be funny, not funny. It'd be interesting if half half Dan was able to. Like, like he comes and pays for his this freedom. I mean, I I would probably <laughs> I think siggy would die of embarrassment like more so than he already has mm, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> if his father had to do that so maybe not the best outcome but i, I don't know i wonder if that will i wonder be the case mm, true true <laughs> i wonder for how long the party's going to be apart right now since yeah you know, the party has been split and like i hope it's not going to be too long because well we talked earlier about how we want gudrid and thorfinn to have more time together like that's something i absolutely want as well right but i guess if the party will be split for an extended period of time which i guess i I could see that potentially even though i don't want it (laughs) uh at least if that is the case then i at least would like to see uh gudrun einar and all of them uh you know flashes to their side of it all from time to time at least because i don't i don't want the story to completely just leave those characters right now agreed i wonder because they they're going to take thorfinn somewhere it feels like you know to to vaughn and i i imagine that gudrid and Einar maybe probably get a little antsy not knowing where the heck they went so maybe if an extended period of time does pass whether in a few chapters or whole volume uh-huh they'll go the kind of go on a rescue mission per se, right? Maybe true, um, possible, possible. Because yeah, because they they definitely don't want they they wouldn't want to be separated from from 
Thorfinn for too long. Yeah, and and it seems that Gudrid really does want to do something and probably can get can twist Einar's arm enough to get them to go. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, mean, I I I have a I have a feeling that they'll reunite hopefully within the next book at least like within the following two volumes at least or well maybe that's mostly wishful thinking but i i yeah i'm gonna say that they will and like maybe because they they had decided to go to odense which is the like uh, the town in denmark where they were supposed to meet up with with uh hild and sorfin what if coincidentally that's where vangnes <laughs> just like oh that'd be great convenient coincidence <laughs> yeah uh, then that would probably make it really short. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right, in that like case. <laughs> separation, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. But, yeah, we shall see. <laughs> now, here's another person that may wonder, when are we going to see Thorkell again? It was great to have him here in this book. Yeah, right, right. But, obviously, Thorfinn's kind of like, uh-uh, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Hmm. Um, and kind of leaves on a sour note with Thorkell. Yeah, mm. I feel like depending on how long the war in the Baltics chapter series is going to continue, uh-huh. I think there's a chance he could come back within this part here, like supposedly the next book with that in mind. Because if they're, if they're staying in this general area, like in Denmark slash the Baltic Sea area, then, you know, we already know that Thorkel is there and he he wants a piece of the action. So if action is happening, then he will probably be there. He will seek it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I, th- I think there's a good chance we'll see him in the next book. So does he side with Floki or does he, what, well, I mean, I can't even say side with Thorfinn because I'm not exactly sure what is going to happen unless he just gets wrangled into the whole thing. Uh-huh. So does he side with Vaughn, I guess? Right. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, because as we've talked about before, like he is not one to stick to one side. So it's hard to say, it's really hard <laughs> to say with him. <laughs> He ain't loyal. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> he just wants a good fight. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Mm. I just, I, you know, I wonder if he ends up fighting Thorfinn again, but somehow Thorfinn is able to reach him with his words. I don't know how, mm. but maybe. And then that's where he decides to maybe change his life. I, I don't know. It just seems such a high hurdle right. i mean not just because he's tall but just <laughs> because how deeply ingrained fighting is into his his life his personality is yeah like, mm-hmm. but he should realize and i and i hope somehow someone's able to point out to him he's miserable when he's not fighting and your life should really not be that way like right like exactly he said he's addicted to fighting yeah and if he would be able to let go of that addiction then yeah his life would yeah he, he would feel better overall yeah, yeah that that's that's a good point just my overall predictions i guess on thorkel yeah 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 I, li- I like that anything else i think i'm done with the predictions and stuff i think my last thing is uh just a character i want to see again snake uh, yes mm. I, will we ever see snake again i mean oh. we're in the kind of denmark area uh-huh. Um, but we're obviously sailing away from mainland Denmark mm. or the peninsula. I don't know. What, what, what do people call it? Well, I mean, Denmark is like mostly islands. Tech- or Well, uh-huh. it has some mainland, but it is also largely islands. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just wonder um, if he could ever come back 
I mean, they even they even mentioned Snake again, or the Thorfinn thinks about, oh, this guy's not as fast fast as Snake. And I was just like, oh, Snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I also took note of that. So that's all the predictions I have. Um, really excited to go into this next book because, uh, you know, we were going into this whole next arc thinking, yeah, they're going to make it all the way to Turkey and it's going to be great, uh, you know, merchant arc, I guess, you know, selling off these narwhal horns uh-huh. but of course it can't be that easy and now we're getting all this really juicy political garbage um i mean it's good po- juicy political garbage oh yeah um entertaining <laughs> but also frustrating to to see thorfinn kind of getting caught up in all this right um but like i said earlier it's amazing to see the seeds that yukimura uh planted from the very beginning or now it's starting to take fruition yeah. And it just really shines or shows how strong of a writer and, well, and good of a planner he is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those things, for sure. I agree completely. In terms of favorite characters, I, I think after this book, Hild really skyrocketed. That uh, makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it was such a, a strong backstory and, and really, like I was saying, like a unique character. I, mm. I might like Hild more than I like Anar. You know, cool. Wait, uh, so before this book, would you have said Anar was your favorite character in the story? No, 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 no. Or no, okay, okay, <laughs> gotcha. So, well, so who is your favorite character right now? Would you say is it Hild or is it somebody else? Oh, uh, it's Thorfinn. Thorfinn's my favorite because I love his his mm. growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then it's probably Askeladd. What about Knut? Oh no no I, no no no! I switched that. Canute and then Askeladd. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had to think, but I I might I might put. Hild there, I think. Fair. I think Hild is is, is edges out Gudrid and Einar for me. That is totally fair. Well, I am really fond of Gudrid. Yeah. Like she totally blew me away in the previous book, and mm. obviously she didn't have the same amount of focus here, but she was still great in this book. Absolutely mm-hmm. lovely. I think I, I think I. Yeah, I think I gotta go with her for my number one, followed by whoa, uh, <laughs> followed by Thorfinn and Askeladd probably in the, like a tied second place or something like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'll say right now. <laughs> nice. I do like Gudrid, and I think that her story in book eight was really touching and uh, mm. uh, very engaging. I just, I don't know. I just really like. Uh, Hild's kind of a character growth, in a, well, not character, well, again, it was a growth, but it, her development, like her backstory mm. and all that, I think it was really nice. I want to see more of Gudrid. Like, I think Gudrid has the potential to, you, you know, surpass Hild, but uh, I need a little more. And I think that a little more has to come with from her interaction potentially with Thorfinn. That is totally fair. I guess I would probably put Hild below um, Thorfinn and Naskula in my list. At that fourth spot, where are we, where are we putting uh, uh, Arnhade? Arnhade, oh no, maybe or maybe right? Hilda, no, maybe it's Arnhade and Hilda type. Oh, Arnhade, yeah, Arnhade. <laughs> I loved her. It's just so sad that she died, and she had such a short-lived time in the story, kind of. It's true, and like she was never like a main main character. To be fair, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. like I mean, she was a very important character and a prominent one at times, but she wasn't like. She wasn't like Einar in that arc. Right. 
but no, she was still amazing. Maybe she is tied with with Hild for me for now. Although I Fair. I think Hild is gonna grow like more, obviously, because well, she can grow more. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh! But <laughs> but yeah, no, Arn Hade will not be forgotten. Yeah, I think I put Kettle in my top five. Uh... <laughs> How dare! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, top, top five characters I like to punch in the face. Ah, okay, that's a good. I like that list. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, very well. That yeah, I think with that list we are ending this episode this okay. week. <laughs> that works for so, me. <laughs> if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 19 and 20. Bye-bye. See you later.